tournaments. Uh, and Merrifield Village specifically, it's interesting. I want to know whether you think this is more of a coincidence or actually something with the course. But Bryson DeChambeau in 2018 was 40 to one. John Rahm was 20 to one in 2020. Patrick Cantlay was 20 to one in 2021. And then Billy Horschel was 60 to one last year. So you have all of those guys combined had zero top 20 finishes in their two previous starts before this event, before playing at this course. Is that a coincidence, or is there something about this course where guys just maybe get right when they don't have things going for them the previous couple of weeks? I mean, it's a very difficult golf course, and if you are a great striker of the golf ball and it asks as much of your short game as it does your iron play, um, I would argue that's more coincidence. What I would say is what I feel is historically accurate is Mirfield Village has awarded... Um, has been an indication of major champions. Guys, we've seen a lot of players recently win there right before they win their major. Bryson, John Rahm, it's a reason Cantley probably goes off short so many times. He's won here twice, going a little farther back. Hideki Matsuyama, before his Masters win, was able to have a win here. Even Justin Rose, I believe, before his you know, breakthrough at a U.S. Open all those years ago. So that's sort of an indication where it's really been a great place for young golfers to sort of have their first premier win before even bigger things are about to happen for them. I'm curious, Jeff, uh, part of this course, um, just in terms of the length, the thick rough, how important driving accuracy is to set up that second shot, like you, you saw at the PGA how important all those same statistics are or, or were, except for that it was a major. How different do you think that Donald Ross course is to Muirfield Village? Uh, I mean, listen, Jack likes to really turn the heat up on these guys. Like, he takes great pride in this place being difficult. If scores are too low, uh, he'll get right in the groundskeepers or the tournament director's ear to make sure that they rein them right in. I feel, I don't know if you guys remember, they had a, an event here, like, in back-to-back -back weeks during COVID, and the scoring was so low in the first event, and Jack was so upset about it that he made it nearly impossible in the follow-up event that John Rahm um, was the winner winner of here. I believe that was Morikawa that won the one before. But, I mean, the farther away you get from the hole, you could be in big trouble if you're not in a good spot. It's, the greens have, have very limited flat surfaces, and if you're going to land your ball and get onto those um, proper tiers, you have to be as close as possible. So really ask for the whole bag and hitting all those greens it seems impossible. So your short game and your long game, it, it asks the most of you. I believe 7,500 yards uh, is par 72. I don't really see a correlation maybe in Donald Ross courses, but uh, to Donald Ross courses, other than the fact that it's just going to be long and demanding. You brought up Decky earlier. I like that price, 40 to 1. Who have you bet this week so far uh, as far as our outrights? Yeah, so I have bet Hideki Matsuyama this week, as you've mentioned. The ball striking appears to be totally back for Hideki, gaining 10 strokes tee to green at the PGA, over fourth and Nelson, uh, firing at the players in the Valero, and his putter was has been heating up a horrible PGA with the putter, but five straight positive weeks before it, and bent grass is his most, um, I don't want to say it's his, like he dominates bent grass because he doesn't dominate any putting surface, but he seems to have his most success on bent grass. So I have Hideki in the 40s. Uh, I feel like I'm getting cocky and trying to call Hatton at 30. It probably feels a little bit shorter than uh, maybe you would like, but he is, these elevated events have been his calling card. Starting the year in Phoenix, a sixth place, fourth at the Arnold Palmer, second at the Players, third at the Wells Fargo. Um, 
So he's just been so outstanding in these elevated events. And if it's going to play long and hard, I feel a hat and breakthrough could be coming as well and a little bit longer. I'm all in on the Adam Scott train, guys. I mean, he is putting as well as he has putted. He's probably putting as consistently positive as he has putted in his entire career. And the tee to green game seems to be back, a dominating fifth at the Wells Fargo, gaining over 11 strokes, nearly 10 at the Nelson uh, um, close to five at the PGA. So I have Adam Scott in that iron game in form with a consistent putting Adam Scott on a course where he's finished second and I believe three other top fives. So crossing 50, Adam Scott will probably be my favorite. What about Victor Hovland? He's 21 to win the whole thing, 20 to 1 to win the whole thing. But, I mean, he's played his best golf in some of the biggest events this year. He top five finish in uh, – the master, or seventh of the Masters, second of the PGA Championship. He's played really well. Is there maybe not even for an outright winner here, but could you see a top five, top ten finish for him? Okay, so in full disclosure, and I had to tweet it out. I caught a beautiful hat number on the drop on Monday morning. An offshore silly posted a twenty-eight. I was in a waiting room at an appointment, oh. and my fat thumb went to work. I am invested in Victor because I have a future on him to win this U.S. Open. If you follow me, I and betting him at all these events coming up just short. If he doesn't win this summer, I'm going to be broke. And at the <laughs> prices that they're making him, where he keeps playing well but not winning, like that's the worst-case scenario. When you lose your number but you don't get the win, there's nothing worse than that as a golf better. Like, we were catching a 40 on Victor at the Masters. We're going to go to the U.S. Open probably in the teens next week just to sort of make that, you know, correlation to, to where it's gone. And we haven't won anything. But I'm invested. I'm in too deep now. I'm too pot committed. So, yeah, I'm all in on, on Victor. It's just a matter of, like, if, uh, when, not if, clearly. So, Jeff, Siwoo Kim, 65-1, to 1, which is crazy. He's finished top 20 in three straight starts, nearly won a couple of weeks back at the Byron Nelson. I know it's not the same golf course. Ranks top 50 in all the strokes gain categories. Plus 375 for top 10. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he, he's got that iron game that can go lights out. He's the type of player when everyone is going, you know, shooting in one direction, he can feel like he's playing a different course at times. Uh, last two years, ninth and 13th with the form. I'm just not like, I don't know. I didn't have the courage to bet the outrights. There were too many guys, I think, a little ahead of him that, like, uh, I was really, like, almost bad even, like Lowry, Connors. Um, I, I didn't really get to see Wu, but the course history seems right there. And, yeah, the top 20, he, he's been at he, – he, when he first came on the scene, it was like he was a first or last kind of guy, a Ricky Bobby. Now he's been way more consistent finishes. Uh, I can't be smirch anything, uh, you know, in a placing Siwoo market. What are your thoughts on uh, Ricky this weekend or just Ricky maybe finally winning the major? He's, he's been awesome. Uh, Ricky being consistent is one of the great, like, stories in golf this year. Even, like, last week, he didn't have it, and, you know, he really, he really like, fought through it. And when he doesn't have his A game, he's still able to battle and just have these consistent finishes. It's been great to see. We've seen Day win. We've seen Rose win. I'm calling the Scott win more than Ricky, although, like, the – there's a lot of hype for, for Ricky in this breakthrough. Ricky needs to pick one off at a weaker field event. Yeah. Like, he has got to schedule optimize his win. But his friends play elevated events. He's playing better. He's getting invited to all of them and worthy of that, clearly. But he's got to pick something off. Like, you know, Finau goes and picks off, like, Detroit 
and Mexico and um, <laughs> Minnesota. Ricky's got to do something like that. Let's get Ricky a trophy that way. I'm looking at Rory. He's 14 to 1, but it just he he only hits like 50% of his fairways. He's horrible out of the rough. I think he's 185th or something like that. Uh why is he ranked so high? I mean, cuz you know, it's Rory and he has the name and I would argue despite all like a bit of the negative energy around Rory, <laughs> there're only seven guys under par headed into Sunday at the PGA and he was one of them. And that course was playing impossible. So he's not playing nearly as bad as, you know, I think it's being made out to be. There's clearly something mental there with Rory that, that's more so than anything else. Mirfield Village, I mean, Billy Horschel, I guess you could say, would be an outlier to this, but I feel like it hasn't really been a place where guys, um, you know, like, I don't think Rory would be here if it wasn't an elevated event. I don't feel like it was a place that he always went to in the in the past although he's consistently seems to finish 18th here um yeah i got it's more mental i don't i'm not betting on on rory but it wouldn't shock me but the price is the price because it's it's rory hey jeff we got about uh 60 seconds gotta ask you about the chargers plus 325 to win the <laughs> afc west i think this is a crazy price minus 105 uh, just to make the playoffs. The Chiefs are obviously favored in every game, but I was watching Austin Eckler workout videos, and they're healthy on the offensive line. I think that J.C. Jackson might have a bounce back here. What do you think about that this year? I can only hope. Like, I'm still not over what happened in, in the playoff game, but last year this time there was so much hype. I'd have run through a brick wall saying they're going to take down the Chiefs, and it was sort of humbling in, in many ways. Despite they won 10 games, it felt like everything was working against them all year. Uh, I, I haven't gotten that pure adrenaline rush yet. I hope they do everything you're saying they can do, but they break my heart too much. Jeff Feinberg, the year. Sad Chargers fan, fully invested in year. Victor Hovland. We learned quite a bit today. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the, uh, you, you love the Chargers, man. You were all in. I think you love the Chargers as much as I love the Broncos making the playoffs. Austin Eckler's but probably in the best shape of his life.